What up, everybody? It is Solaris the High Priestess here, and it has been a long time since I have recorded an episode because your girl is busy with life and starting different businesses and things like that. So today I felt like it was um, pretty uh, a good opportunity to to do this podcast because we just had an Aquarius full moon and. I feel that collectively we are going through some ascension and so we're all feeling symptoms and we feel off and I've been thinking about what I wanted to do a podcast on. I've been struggling with wanting to talk about the divine feminine energy and I got very inspired by um, a girl on Instagram or a goddess on Instagram that I follow and she was talking about embracing, you know, the wild woman and she's a Virgo like me. And so I really resonated with that identity and what she was talking about. And so I wanted to do an episode about that. And then I also was like, well, shoot, my cousin is here. Uh, Joe. Hey, it's your girl, the creative goddess, the creative goddess. And, um, I've done other episodes with her. And so I was like, damn, today I actually feel like I need a reading. So um, we just did a three-card pool, and I figured I'd let her, you know, tell me what she sees, and then we can go over it together. And it'll just be like kind of like another freestyle episode, but also going into that wild woman theme. So uh, I'm going to let the creative goddess take over, and then we'll go from there. Right. Hey, everybody. So for those that don't know, um, I do do chakra readings and chakra divination readings and workshops. And so what I did for my cousin today was a um, energy checkup. And when I say energy, I spell it I-N-N-E-R-G as far as your inner God checkup in relation to your chakras. So this requires a three card pull. So it'll show you um, basically Uh, three points of focus in your chakras. Sometimes it can be two within the same chakra emphasis, and that is a good indicator that there is something going on in that particular one. For what I pulled for my cousin, it's actually three totally different chakras. Um, So what she pulled in her, what she's bringing from her past is um, the listening card. Listening is a throat chakra card. For those that aren't aware, the throat chakra is in relation to your communication, Mm -hmm. how you communicate and how others communicate to you and how you receive and perceive uh, that communication. She got listening and it is um, upside down, which means there is an imbalance or a block there in her communication aspect. And with the aspect of listening, it is not just being able to hear people, but it's also people being able to hear you in relation to speaking truths. So with hers being upside down or being imbalanced, it could have something to do with the fact that um, she she is able to accept people's truth, but she may not, um, other people aren't necessarily accepting of her truths. That's right. So that's the <laughs> communication imbalance that she's bringing from her past. Now in the current present, she pulled a, green uh green card which is in relation to the heart chakra and she pulled love so what's that saying at this point is if we can get her throat chakra unblocked as far as the barriers of communication what will be worked on in the present is the aspect of love so this card was right side up which means it is probably in a in a healthy point but it is in a point of um, examination 
because your ability to communicate does play a part in your ability to express love and receive love. But this card does indicate that in the present, uh, there is love all around her and that she is the embodiment of love. So it's the aspect of being of remembering that in the present, um, regardless of what is happening, that you are love and love is around you, despite, you know, other chaoses that may be um, present. I want to piggyback off of that, too, because I feel like <clears throat> that's a theme that has been playing in my life um, over since 2020 has started is me understanding what real love is and you know I don't really you know display my personal life on any of my social media platforms but um what I will say is that from my past relationship I have talked about that on this podcast is that I have been in an abusive relationship and you know there's a level of accountability there that I take for myself but also one of the good things that I gained from that is that I had a lot of fear. You know, that relationship was my fear manifested in this person. I had a lot of fear about being hurt. And so because of that, I came off as very controlling. Like, I don't want you to do this. I don't want you too far from me. I need you to call me. And I put a lot of my self-worth and value uh, wrapped into this person. So, you know, although it was a very toxic and very volatile relationship and it hurt me very badly, um, now that I'm away from it, I realize that the the good thing is that I learned what unconditional love is. I can love you regardless of what you decide to do. I will not take that um, personally. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like love is not about restricting or controlling somebody because of your insecurities. You know, um, even down to the idea of like, I know this is kind of off but it goes with it like the idea of getting married the ring represents saturn saturn is the planet of restrictions i don't feel that that is what love embodies it is not about restricting somebody but allowing somebody you respect them enough you love them enough to allow them to have their own journey because y'all have separate journeys you know what Mm -hmm. i'm saying like y'all are together but like i can't stop you from experiencing and growing and evolving and it shouldn't be that way towards me so when she pulled the listening card and the love card that I feel like that's something that I have ran into in my own personal uh, relationships is that I'm able to understand and have patience for people that I've dealt with to be like okay I understand that you know you want to love this way and you want to be possessive and you, you know you want me to yourself or you want you know a person to yourself but because my ego was so broken in that aspect my ego was so broken I really did learn how to heal and learn what real love was so I embrace your truth and I understand that you're not there yet. I'm not saying that I am superior to you, but that's not the way that I love. I'm going to love you regardless. You can't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not even going to give you the, it's not about being hurt. And if somebody is going to hurt you, shit, that's a part part of your journey that pushes you towards your purpose. That pushes you towards your relationship with your inner God. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like some things have to happen. It's inevitable. So with her saying that, like, I hear other people's truths, but when I try to share my truth and my understanding from my wisdom and what I've gone through, it's not really embraced because what you hear is, oh, you want to be free spirited and that means that you're going to hurt me and blah, blah, blah. And I see that with my readings with, you know, 
people who are in relationships is so much anxiety and fear and i'm like how is that love and that's the exact opposite of of love anxiety Mm -hmm. fear controlling restricting that is not what that is i don't know and i that we've all been conditioned to think like that but i guess where i lack in patience at is like come on now you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying like you this is not about you and where Mm -hmm. we are ascending to get with it or get lost you know what i'm saying like So I just had to say I want to talk in between the the cards. No, you're good. But no, everything you're saying makes sense to what was pulled for you because, as you said, like, there are things that have happened to where, um, you know, that's that's what you bring up from the past is, especially for this card to be upside down. That means there's, and when you can't communicate, there's a fear about how what you're communicating is going to be perceived or received. Mm -hmm. And, um with the present aspect of the love the love card being pulled i think that is what what your current energy checkup is at the aspect of um you being concerned that your definition your new found definitions of love and what that entails may not be heard how you are communicating Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and so if you can get the communication barrier fixed as far as getting people to understand where you're coming from with their aspects of love. And again, knowing that love is all around you and love is in you and love is you, regardless of how other people perceive it. You know, like you said, some people may equate it to, oh, you you just saying you just want to be free and do whatever. That's not, that's not what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that's not what love is. Love is a very freeing thing, but it also comes with being aware of yourself and conscious of yourself and your choices and what you're doing. And when we get to the aspect of sacred love, that's a whole nother ball game than just, oh, having love for people. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Sacred love is a very um, intentional thing. You know what I mean? And I feel like um, in this day and age, you look at love in a very intentional point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To the point where, like you said, your ego to have been broken down as it was, um, you just have a different understanding of what love is. And it is allowing people to stand in their truth for what they want, what they desire, and being able to communicate those things to one another. Mm-hmm. And so when a person may make you feel like y'all can't communicate those true desires and needs um, with each other, mm-hmm. that's where you start to feel like, I'm not going to be heard probably. Yeah, I'm not being heard at Exactly. All. So when that brings us to your, your third card, which is self-mastery. Self-mastery is related to the soul star, and that is actually a chakra above the um, crown chakra. So there are two additional, there are multiple chakras. There are chakras around us, all around us, up and through us, but the main seven are the root, the sacral, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, um, third eye, and crown. But you also have the uh, soul star, which is six inches or six feet above the crown chakra. And then you have um, another chakra at the feet further down in the root, like six inches, six feet below the root of the root chakra. Mm -hmm. So with the self-mastery, that's basically about ascension. And so in order for you to go further in your ascension you have to get to a point of being able to communicate 
outwardly to people about this newfound definition and understanding of love mm. and what love is. And again, that goes down to the communication. So your main two focuses is your throat chakra and your heart chakra. And that'll get you um, to the point of being able to ascend in self-mastery. Right. Or I, send, send further in self-mastery. And it's a good thing because all your cards are um, chakras of the higher self, higher chakras. Um, well, except the heart. The heart is the middle. It's not a higher chakra or a lower chakra. It's the chakra that connects all of them. Isn't that beautiful, though? Because <clears throat> now if I didn't under, understand myself, if I didn't have a relationship with myself, with my spirit, um, I could take this kickback that I get in my own personal dealings and be like, damn, something is wrong with me. You know, I feel bad. Like, what's, you know what I'm saying? Like, I would take that in such a negative way, and that might cause me to suppress myself and lead into a more destructive pattern, you know what I'm saying? Or, mm -hmm. or depression or something like that. Um, so that leads me into that whole idea about the wild woman. Now, me and my cousin, we're both Virgos, and <clears throat> the lovely thing, we're two days apart also. The lovely part is that um, she is like my, my personal diary. You know what I'm saying? Like I have a lot of thoughts, and my thoughts move faster than my hands, so I hate writing. I can't write shit no damn <laughs> diary, but I'm able to call her, and we're able to have these intellectual uh, conversations. So I had uh, discovered this girl, which if you follow me on Instagram, you saw me repost her uh, her video. I uh, believe her name is the greatest expression of love or something like that. And, um, you know, her and her guy, they're in a poly relationship, if you want to call it that. And, you know, she was just talking about how she was telling her dating story before they got together. And, you know, how basically a lot of women feel they get into relationships with men and we've been taught like, oh, this is all about, you know, woman's supposed to be loyal. She's not supposed to be out here just having sex with whoever, because if that's the case, then she gets called a hoe. She gets this, she gets that. And um, so she's like basically telling her journey about how, you know, she tried to to do things where she was honest in a situation where the, the other dude that she was able to be with was honest about him sleeping with other people. She was honest about her shit. And then she got with somebody else and she tried to like water herself down like, OK, maybe I need to be a little bit more traditional and be in a, you know, a monogamous, like regular relationship. But she still had her own desire. So she ended up cheating and she was honest about that. And then she got to the relationship that she's in now where it's so beautiful because he she's a Virgo. He's a Gemini, which they're both ruled by the planet Mercury. So there's a lot of intellectual conversations there. Now, a lot of times Virgo and Gemini combination, it either works or it doesn't. Um, it, it really just depends on if that person or these people have evolved enough to get past their egos and things like that. But they're very transparent. And um, he came on and was telling his story about, you know, his dealings with women and how his ego got extremely broken from, you know, dealing with women who cheated on him with his friends and stuff like that. And it got to the point to where he healed. And now they live like out in Honduras, I believe off of the land like total like my dream life shit me and my cousin's dream life <laughs> for real and uh it really sparked something in me i love finding stuff where it sparks conversation like i could feel the electricity in me going because i'm like they get it you know what i'm saying like mm -hmm. this is understood and so he was on there like 
you know, pyramids and everything was built from a woman. That was her imagination because she had the creative power to do that. And a lot of your our sexual energy comes through, you know, allowing us to be creative. It's from our wombs. Mm -hmm. And so he's like, you know, stop trying to limit the woman because of your ego, because you feel like she should be this, she should be that, she should be that. And so me watching that video, um, you know, I had a discussion with uh, a male energy and, you know, just from his perspective, it was very like, I don't even know if I want to go into that. But yeah, <laughs> for, for most men who would hear that would be like, uh-uh, that sounds crazy. Like, you know, a woman should be this, this, and that. Like, it's still these ideas of what it should be. And even to the point to where it's like, I still kind of battle with that. Like, damn. Am I being too sexual? Yeah. Am I not being like, I understand it. I, I have my hiccups with that. I'm, at 30, most of my life as a woman, I've been shamed even before I was a sexual person like I've been shamed or uh, made to feel shame or guilt about sexual expression I mean the first time I dressed as a girl because I was a very much a tomboy growing up the first time I dressed feminine I got in trouble for that like mm. my mama got really upset and I got punished for wearing a skirt and some little cute little sandals and a and a blouse that has some flowers on it like I just decided at that time maybe 13 14 that I wanted to look more feminine I wanted to embrace more of my femininity mm-hmm. than my tomboyish because I, I have a lot of brothers and so that's where the tomboyish side came from and I was raised by a lot of uncles but then it got to a point where I wanted to show my feminine self more and just be my more on my authentic self and I was shunned for that in a sense so you know things like that happen and then you get older and like you said because of the patriarch system you have some men that may come at you like I've been in relationships where one guy may say I'm too sexual then the next guy I'll try to not be as sexual as I was in the previous situation thinking well okay that's what I need to do because that's the only way I'm gonna have a a a good relationship is if I don't come off too sexual. Cause if I come off too, too sexual, then I get looked at like, um, I'm too free and me being too free makes them feel like they got to go venture out and do something because they, they just think mm-hmm. that I'm doing something yeah. simply, simply because I am who I am. Um, but then the next person will say I'm not sexual enough and they, but I realize in them projecting those things, a lot of that comes from, um, their own, you know, situations and backgrounds. The, the guy that said I wasn't sexual enough, like, he's used to women from the moment he started having sex. He's used to being able to have sex when he wanted to. And if the if the girl he's in a relationship with didn't want to, in his mind, that didn't make sense. Whether mm. it was for health reasons or whatever, didn't make sense. Mm. So that's where his aspect of me not being sexual enough came, and I was even more shunned for in that moment, lack of sexual expression when that wasn't the case at all because I'd be in the shower very sexually expressive with my damn self, but (laughs) didn't care to be sexually expressive with him. And that was just based off of the energy. I know myself more now as the goddess that I am. And what I do know is that I, you know, in the aspect of the Isis and sex magic and transmuting and knowing the power of our wombs that um, I'm a naturally sensual person. Mm -hmm. I'm a naturally... Um, sexual person. I don't have to do anything to exude that. I don't have to do anything to be seductive. So if a person feels like I am 
doing something to seduce them, that's just their own arousal. Right. And that's something that they have to be accountable for. Because I'm accountable for who I am, which is the powerful sexual being that I am. Right. And um, as of lately, it, it had been hard to really accept that and be okay with that. Because that does go against the status quo of how people think women should be viewed. Mm-hmm. Women should be viewed in a very modest light. But you do have a lot of women right now embracing their feminine in a way that is very powerful. Mm-hmm. And not just, oh, I'm speaking out that I am more feminine. Not just speaking it, but showing it in how we look and our energy and how we carry ourselves. Like, I know now I walk into a room and everybody stops because of how my energy is now. Yeah. And that's something I used to feel ashamed of or feel like, dang, why they looking at me? But now it's like, I know why you're looking at me because I'm motherfucking powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's why you're looking at me and that's cool. Like, I'm all right with that now, but it wasn't always the case. See, mine was from childhood very kind of different from from Joe's because I think that I was always in touch with my sexual side like even as it sounds very odd but like as a kid like I felt like I always knew my power um when I grew into Mm -hmm. my sexual energy and always would get in trouble or looked at because you know I wanted to wear you know smaller clothes and so you know you get labeled as like oh she fast she this Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like I was looking for attention or something like that it just literally was like I'm just like I like the way that I feel like this you know what I'm saying like Like, we weren't even having sex at the time like we we would be like celibate is I don't know what yeah very (laughs) very innocent um you know I got into the whole like everything making myself up like I just really love that idea I love you know seeing my mom put on her makeup and stuff like that mm-hmm. and <clears throat> so I feel like I got shamed for being that way but it didn't make me want to hide it made me want to be more rebellious like oh when I hit 18 you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. y'all really finna see something because yeah and so when you know I hit 18 and I realized like okay I'm cute and I could do this and I, you know, I'm out of my mom's house or whatever. I can do what I want. Um, I grew into that power. But what I do realize is that every relationship that I got into, men know when they see a powerful woman who embraces not just their sexuality, because it's not just about sex. It's, it's deeper than that. It is. Who embraces, you know, everything about themselves, their spirit, their energy. Like I knew my power. I started realizing patterns of the relationships that I'm getting into these men are wanting to consume me and put me in a box and control me. I want you all to myself. I don't want anybody to see you. The thing that reeled them in is like, okay, I don't want nobody else to like, I don't want to share you. Mm -hmm. And so it turned into very controlling relationships after controlling things. Then when I got into my more conscious level of sexual energy, which was around 20, 21, I guess, um, when I got into a more conscious level, then it was like, okay, this is different. Like, I don't necessarily feel like I have to express myself with my clothing per se, mm-hmm. but with my mind. And mm-hmm. I realized that my mind was gold. And so I could go and have conversations and hold conversations with grown men or or, or men who are, are powerful in their own right. And uh, the relationship that I would be in, it would be like, you just out here talking to these men. And I'm like, yo, like, they're into me. I could be fully covered up, only showing my eyes. But, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're drawn to me because my knowledge is in my mind. I'm a Virgo sun, Gemini moon. I am 
duly yeah. ruled by Mercury. So I, you know, I'm receiving mm-hmm. information all of the time. Um, and that's funny. It's crazy you say that because it's like it was the opposite. Like how you said, like you've always been tapped into your sexual aspect. I've always been tapped into my mental. Yeah. You exactly. know what I mean? Like being a poet and a writer and, you know, all the things that I do in that relation. Like I've guys have always shown me that, you know, if, if a guy's interested in me, it's usually my mind first. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and that's just what it's always been. So it took a minute for both aspects for both merge. yin and yangs to merge in that aspect, like my mind and my sexual, like there's nothing wrong with either one of them. Exactly. So it was like once I got into that, then that's where I would find myself like, oh shit, this person wants to like, you know, do a video and talk about X, Y, and Z, or I would have these these nights at my apartment where a lot more of my friends were were masculine energy. Um, and so I would have like nights where I would invite my homies over and we'll have game night and it'll be like three of my homeboys, like literal homeboys. And of course they were intrigued and interested in me, but there was a level of respect. Like, yo, I can, you beautiful, but you're smart. I can't even come at you that way. So it was like the relationship that I was in, it would just be like, you just out here, da, da, da. And they couldn't really understand like, you know, that I could hold my own and have respect for myself and, you know, or respect for myself. Um, it didn't have to transpire into something sexual. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when I got more spiritually uh inclined then it turned into like okay well this is i got labeled as like a true free spirit so it's like okay cool like i'm not tripping on anything like oh you did this i'm not i don't care i'm not trying to limit you Mm -hmm. and then that turned into a thing of why does my understanding and spirit make you feel so insecure so then it turned into well you just a free spirit and I can't be like that and da 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 so it was like no matter what I'm like bro I don't understand like you men ask for a woman who's going to listen to you and understand you and give and you the freedom you and accept and, your, and your short, and shortcomings and flaws yes. and what, what else was brought to my attention that the greatest expression of love said which I've absolutely love because she's a Virgo she was like as a Virgo woman that whole idea of us being perfect it comes out in a relationship so what we do is we become the most perfect person in that relationship so the dude is like damn this girl that gave me access she cooking she fucking me good she doing this she doing that so it makes it hard for that person to leave you because then they go out and they like damn you know this other girl ain't doing that I'm not going to be able to find that again and so on my end I didn't really equivalent that for some reason, but on my end, I'm like, damn, I feel like I'm being the perfect mate. I'm going to cook for you. I'm going to clean for you. I could be submissive to you, but I'm doing that all in exchange and in return of you embracing and accepting me and knowing that I have respect for you. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? But it never translated that way. So then that's where I ain't going to lie to you in the past. Like I would just end up like stepping out, whether it was sexually or emotionally, where I would be like, bet like i'm giving you there there's no complaints on your end the complaint that you have is that i'm too free-spirited and you don't like that i have male friends even though i'm being very respectful now i try to include you Mm -hmm. so i'm cooking for you i'm fucking you if you got kids i'm helping you take care of your children Mm -hmm. i'm listening to you i'm doing all of these things and you're still not satisfied and i'm dressing hot you know what i'm saying that's a personal problem 
If you're yeah, still no, not satisfied, that's a personal problem. Exactly. So then I'm to the point to where it's like, I'm out. But again, the whole Virgo perfection in a relationship, it makes it hard for that person to want to let you go. So they're like, no, 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 don't leave. We can make this work. And then you come back, you try to make it work. And you're like, okay, this fool ain't going to let me yeah. go, even if we're not Because at the end of the day, it's not, it's not that, oh, 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 wait, 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 we can make it work. It's like, no, you, yeah, I'm going to come back and it's going to be me right. making it work. Exactly. Because it's me molding you know what i'm saying again being everything that you need me to be with the hopes that you accept me for me that's right. it i don't i don't want you to be nothing for me other than who you are you know what i mean like again we both virgos so that's how i'll be feeling like especially these days i'm striving to be my authentic self and stay within my authentic self i don't want to be around nobody that is not doing the same thing big fact you know what i mean so again i you can move how you want to move you can talk to who you want to talk to you can converse with who you want to talk to just be transparent and being your authentic self you have to be able to be transparent and you have to be able to accept other people's transparency mm-hmm. that's the only way for everybody to be authentic and in an aspect of being authentic that's the only way anybody can be free so when people really be like oh you such a free spirit you chose a free free spirit it's not even a negative they really saying you really being your authentic self and that shit makes people uncomfortable mm-hmm. very so because then you have to be and you don't know how to be and so now because you don't know how to access that instead of you trying using my divine feminine energy to explore yourself and understand mm-hmm. it turns into restriction so that's where i would like in my you know earlier times like i would step out and just be like i'm rightfully gonna you know step out on you and i don't feel any way about it because I've provided and been everything for you and you can't be everything for me and you don't want to let me go even if I say that we over or whatever you don't get it so mm-hmm. I would end up um, avenging myself in some type of way even in the abusive relationship I I feel like I learned because he was a very free-spirited and very creative and so I feel like I uh, he helped me to tap into or, or where is your, your solar plexus where you get, um, like, you're afraid to, like, speak up or, like, not, I know it's um, your throat chakra, but anxiety. Um, and stuff. Yeah, solar plexus. He helped to unlock my solar plexus in certain ways where I could be able to openly uh, be a creative and express myself, which is, you know, and why your I'm sacral able to too, do, your yeah, sacral. to do, like, tarot readings and things like that. <clears throat> but he was, um, like I said, a very free spirit. And he caused me to put a lot of restricting where I would be like, oh, my God, I'm so scared because his light was so big. And I'm like, people are drawn to him. I don't want to lose that. So I had to face myself within. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when I did that, like I said, it, it turned into, in, amongst other things, a very abusive relationship. But once I got out of it, I realized like oh shit you know what i'm saying like i get it like somebody else's light does not dim yours you know and you just gotta focus on you but people get into these Mm -hmm. relationships and it's like all of a sudden everything is just about this relationship it's like you have your own journey and that makes it look that's not attractive anymore like you have to be aware of projections too like yeah projections are a motherfucker like you have to especially in this day and age of ascension like you have to be aware of what's a projection and what's actually your opinion of yourself right? and stuff like that. Cause that can get convoluted and all that stuff too. And it can get very stressful. You know what I mean? And like I said, I completely understand like with the sexual aspects, like even with my current partner, like we have our things, like you said, 
when you realize that there's power in your womb and that the moments of sacred uh, sensuality are meant to be used for transmuting of creative power and not just that, sacred unions and uh, sacred experiences are meant to trigger healing. Mm. You know what I mean? So um, that's one thing I've had to come to terms with lately. Like, I have to be unapologetic about the 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 healing that I trigger in other people because I used to feel bad for that you know what I mean Mm -hmm. like in past situations I might get to know somebody and um we might become intimate and it seems like it'll push them to be like I got a lot of mental stuff going on that I need to heal from and I'll be like dang why (laughs) in the last few years you know seven years or so why am I the vessel that makes people feel like either they don't deserve me or they're not worthy or they have some type of level of healing they need to do in order to be with me. It wasn't until now until I realized, like, that's just the the, the divine goddess of things. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, that's just part of being a wild woman. You trigger stuff in people. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I feel like... And some people either will face it or they won't because that comes down to shadow work. And not everybody is ready for their sh- they shadow work mm-hmm. and they will ignore it they'll they'll walk around it they will try to distract themselves from doing their shadow work by forcing other stuff you know what i mean like somebody may be trying to force lust into love because they are really that dead set on not handling their healing you know what i mean versus another person will appreciate it you know what i mean because they really want to be their they best self and their better self and the only way to do that is to do the shadow work and to heal from past traumas and to also have the emotional intelligence to be able to really sit in your emotions when they do come. This is perfect. And also our consciousness is, is rising to 5D energy, I feel. And so I feel like hearing more women have these conversations about the way that love should be. Because if you think about it, 10 years ago, it was the opposite. Women were just like, oh, my God, I'm so worried about cheating. You listen to the music and everything. Like, it was all about us being hurt. And how could he do this to me? And he got women (laughs) in my house. And fast forward to today, I feel like more women are like, nah, bro. I'm like, like, shit, how you cheating on me if if I know? Yeah, or like, it's like women are more open to poly know. relationships. Women are more open to having an open relationship, having threesomes. Like women are really starting to be like, no, bro, like you're good. You know what I'm saying? And it's the masculine energy that is is not as embracing, even though they wanted us to embrace that like 10 years ago type shit. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting to see the shift that we're going into this higher level of consciousness where love is going to be love that's why i said get with the program or get yeah. fucking lost like either you're gonna know that love is unconditional it's free moving it's not about um something that joe had told me with a, a couple that she's friends with she, he was breaking down the definition of monogamy and polygamy like the actual definition can you share mm-hmm. that yeah um oh his name is uh rakeem I wish I could remember. But anyway, um, if you look up open relating and look, start typing um, Rakim, it's a, it's a light-skinned guy with dreads and glasses. Um, but him and his wife, they have these, uh, they do a lot of things about open relating and um, talking about the aspect of open relationships and not even necessarily polygamous, but just the aspect of open relating, which is like he's married, but he does have girlfriends. And if I'm not mistaken, his wife probably has boyfriends. Um but he talks about that and he talks about that. The definition of monogamy is 
one life partner, one partner for life. It's not one partner at a time. It's not, I had this partner, they died. And so now I'm free to have another partner. No, it is one partner your whole life. He abuses you. Whether, whether abused, dead, any of that. One partner. That is what that is. What a lot of people fail to realize is most people are polygamous. Mm-hmm. They are they have polygamy energy, which means if you have had more than one partner in your entire life, you you've been in a polygamous lifestyle. Even if you have one partner at a time. If if you have one partner at a time, the way they say it, you are serial monogamous because you only, you know, are with a person when you're in in a relationship or whatever have you, that's not um monogamy. That is polygamy you are serial polygamous mm-hmm. you know what i mean you have a certain approach to it you know what i mean you may not feel okay with having two partners um that you interchange with but you are okay with you're involved with this person at this time because of how the universe goes and if and if the situation brings y'all if, if y'all's journeys bring y'all to separate then that's what the universe asks to do mm-hmm. you hold no ill will of the situation you hold no ill will of the person you hold no pain of that you let that go that's part of ascension that's part of the universal understandings of law and attraction you know what i mean and that's just what it is and i think it's a very interesting aspect because when it comes to the aspect of monogamy and the definition of that it's not you see why there are situations where people are in these quote-unquote traditional marriages where they are hiding things from their spouses exactly. even down to like you said you, they may not be physically involved with somebody but they are very much mentally and emotionally involved with somebody or they are watching porn in secret because they fear being upfront and honest with their mate that they like watching porn mm-hmm. or they or they're interested in a certain thing of desire you know what i mean maybe they're interested Shoot, maybe the dude interested in having a threesome with a midget. I don't know. (laughs) But that may be hard to tell his spouse. So instead, he watched porn that involves midgets. You know what I mean? Like, it's just different things. You know what I mean? And um, I love watching them, um, Rakim, and and things about him and his wife because it helps me understand the aspect of, like my cousin was saying, that love is love. And in the aspect of open relating, if you truly love somebody you have to allow them to be who they are. And a lot of times, everybody can't swallow that pill to know that, you know, if, if a dude or a woman had to admit to their their partner or spouse, like, I do want to be in a relationship, but I also want to maybe sometimes be able to be intimate with somebody else. Is that okay? Like, if I'm able to tell you that, like, hey, this person does want to, have sex with me and I kind of want to have sex with them too. Is that cool with you? Most people can't have that conversation. I'm at a point in my life where if I am in a relationship and that kind of conversation come about, the type of person I am at this point, it, I would have to see how the person look. I got questions. How the person look? What's they, what's they diet? Right. What's their energy? Because if you are become sexually intimate with them, their energy is now going to come to me. Mm-hmm. So my main concern with stuff like that is the person has to be vetted. I don't mind you wanting to be intimate with somebody else down the line. If we married or whatever in a relationship, don't mind it. But I need to know that this person's energy is not something that's going to come in our space and fuck it up. That's just what it comes down to at this point. 
And that's that's what I'm saying though, that I feel that more women are really open. Now what's funny is is that what I have experienced is that when you allow a man, because men will be like, oh, I want to have all these women and da da da. If you allow a man to be their true selves and you like, bet, you want to do this? Let's do this. I'm not tripping. My questions is answered. If you feel like you can disperse your energy, that is cool. Um, but if you have the freedom to do that and you still choose to lie, Bro, you just that's a liar. why we got a problem. You're just yeah. a liar. You you have the opportunity and the space to be you, and you still are choosing to lie. So, men, be careful what you ask for. If this is what you want, and then you get it, don't you know what I'm saying? Like you have to be honest. Um, I'm reading this book called the Mary uh, the Magdalene Manuscript, and it says the alchemies of Horus and the sex magic of Isis. Uh, Mary Magdalene's personal story of her tantric relationship with Jesus Christ. A love so deep it has survived over 2,000 years of lies to be finally told. Now in this, the beginning of the ending of time. A high initiate of the temple of Isis, Mary Magdalene was the holy grail, the cup that carried the blood of Christ, and the long prophesied son that was born to her was a girl named Sarah. I think that, right? Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. And the Magdalene manuscript given by her... Uh, given by her and reprinted here, word for word, blah blah blah. So I want to have Joe read uh, this this part down to where the star is on the next page, and y'all just listen. All right. After I had been able to pass through the desires of myself as woman and ascend the path into spiritual alchemy into which I was trained, I could see how you pronounce that. Yeshua. Yeshua's spirit form already luminous already brilliant with light yes it was jesus by the way if y'all didn't know thought so mm -hmm. a dove was above his head golden rays of light poured forth from him the seals of solomon of hator of isis of anubis of osiris were in his spirit form they were signs that he had passed through these initiate initiations there were other symbols i did not understand for they were from cultures i had no knowledge of Okay. No knowledge of or training in, but of the Egyptian seals of which I knew he was on the path of the high god Horus, but he had not yet passed through his death initiation. And I knew in my trembling heart that, that this is why I had been drawn to him at this time, to fortify his soul with the powers of Isis and the cosmic mother so that he could pass through the dark portal and attain the Horus. Come on now. Mm-hmm. That night, after we had made love and wielded and blended our spirit bodies together, the act of alchemy having begun between us, Yeshua's drifted off to sleep. As I held him in my arms, I felt a turning within me, a desire to protect him, a desire to be always with him, and the knowledge, like the edge of a cold knife, that we would be parted by forces greater than my desire. The church would have you believe I was a whore. Mm. But I tell you now that the church is the whore. Mm. For she would have you believe that woman is tainted and that the sexual passions between a man and a woman are evil. Yet it is here in the magnetics of passion that the womb of ascension is created. Come on. Because I be with it all the time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so funny to read this because I'm like, lately I, I be on some... I don't know. when I When I think to have sex... I'm with it. And part of that is because of the person that I am connecting with. And a lot of that is similar to this reading, like me seeing certain things in him and me seeing that he needs 
my feminine energy. Mm. He needs my creative power in order to ascend into mm. the things that he Come needs on, to finish, do. Wait, finish to that start because we're going to oh, get into it. This secret of secrets was known by all the initiates of Isis, and yet I had never imagined that I would be the one to bring it into fullest expression and union with such a one as Rashad. And mm. I called a dude I fool with. Like, I ain't going to lie, y'all, when we be having sex, I'd be like, I'd be calling him God. Mm-hmm. But he'd be calling me goddess because I feel like that's what we are. And I feel like when you're in the middle of some sacred stuff, you're supposed to tap in to your inner God. Mm-hmm. And that's what it come down to. This book is very powerful. And, I mean, there's other parts of it where they're talking about the disciples and how they're all mad at Mary because they're like, how can God appear or how did Jesus appear to you? But he didn't appear to me. And they're like questioning Jesus. And he like, how can I not love her more than I love y'all? Like, what do you mean? This sexual energy and just like this book is so deep, the understanding of how powerful our wounds are and and what we can do to help like a sin, it's amazing. And so it's just crazy to see in this reality that we've been conditioned to think the way that we do about sex and about relationships. Women is around here with the Holy Grail in their wombs to heal. This is an experience. These juices are holy water. Exactly. It's not anoint somebody today. It's it's (laughs) not about um, you know women being just loose and just giving themselves to whomever. But the thing is, is that if it's if you're called, if your spirit is called to experience this thing with this person or whatever, that is a part of their journey together. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like. But I just feel that this, and it's not just men who try to restrict or, or possess yeah. or anything like there, that. Because there, there, I know too. men that that have a lot of fears with that too, which is why they, uh, you have a lot of these days where guys are very scared and hesitant to be in a relationship because they don't want to be in a situation where a woman is like that to them, like where you going, where you come. You know what I'm saying? Like males and females, like there have been relationships where people feel like they are drowning, mm-hmm. and I think at this point in a lot of people's lives, especially in the in the melanated minds. We are ascending in a very different way mm-hmm. right now. And with that ascension comes this growth of like, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm drowning. Mm-hmm. I want to be in a situation where I'm growing. And if that's not what we're doing, then we need to go our separate ways on our path of journeys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's it's a blessing to be able to be around people or interact with people that want to grow you know what i mean and and do something very different when it comes to a relationship when it comes to sacred expression when it comes to sex like i'm very different about it now you know what i mean like i understand that my my womb is the temple and Mm -hmm. the juices that come from it are the holy water Mm -hmm. and shoot i chose who i wanted to anoint and he getting goddamn me anointed, and exactly. I'm bringing offerings all to the, that temple. All what the goddamn mean? abundance falling on us. Come on now, bring bring some offerings to to the table, to the altar. The body is the altar. No, <laughs> but um, no, like just uh, this. My mind is blown right now because I feel like the situation that I I was presented with last week or whatever. It had really just put me down in this space. And for a moment, I was like, is this something wrong with me? Because I'm saying that I really understand 
what unconditional love is and that I don't want to ever limit anybody else's experience, whether I'm dealing with you or not. I do not want to limit your spirit experience. And that's not just sexual. That's just with anything. Like, this is your journey. When we yeah. die, nigga, we ain't going to die together. Like, we just don't, like, th- that's not my, I'm not going to allow my insecurities or your insecurities mm-hmm. to stop you from experiencing yep. what you need to experience. And if that were to be, Hey, babe, I went out and I had a, um, I went on a trip, a business trip to London or some shit. And I happened to meet, you know, this lady by the bar and her mind was amazing. We were talking and, you know, one thing led to the other and blah, blah, blah. And you came and told me about it or whatever. I'm not going to be like, how could you? Oh my gosh. I would be like, bet. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like y'all had a great conversation. You picked her mind. How you feeling? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Do you think that this would be something that would be reoccurring or was it something that you needed in the moment? The that moment, is yeah. your journey that should not be hidden and vice mm-hmm. versa, bro. Yeah, like it shouldn't. Come on now, like I, that's how I you feel. Or if if a, if a person's relationship or marriage is arranged that hey, um, once a year we both go on solo trips somewhere, and neither one of us ask questions, and we come back, and everything is everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if that's what's necessary for y'all, that's what's necessary for y'all. It may not work for the next person, and there are plenty of people that might hear this and be like, uh, uh-uh. uh. And I'm pretty sure I know the type of people that would be. Mm-hmm. That ain't got nothing to do with me. It's happened. And the thing is, honestly, you could say uh-uh to it. Because I got a lot of, you know, homegirls and, and things that would feel the same way. But it's like, it's either, it's happening though. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, regardless of whether you're in the know or not, it's happening. And when mm-hmm. I look at people's astrology charts, especially y'all Libras, Libra sun, moon, or rising, I'm like, stop lying to yourself. You know that you cannot like fully be committed the way that you want to and not feel like you're suppressing a unless, part of yourself. Unless the person that you are in that relationship with it's can a, understand. Yeah, can understand. That's and it's I mean. open because that's the, that's because I'm, I'm dealing with it. Oh yeah, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> but you the, have to be understanding, and that scares them too. You know. Yeah, what I mean? and that and for Libras, they hate conf- confrontation, which is funny. And so a lot of times, like they'll hide or feel like, oh, I can't really share this aspect about myself. But when you find a mate that's like, nah, bro, like, let's talk about this, and mm-hmm. might make you feel like, well, shit, mm-hmm. I really don't want to go out and do nothing. Especially because you're a Virgo, the, tell me, because right. I tell you some stuff too. That's my thing. Like if you if you want to tell me. Just be ready for my transparency again. Transparency goes both ways. Goes both ways. And me and Joe, we're at the end of September, so we're technically like pull energies from Libra energy too. We're Virgo Libras. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's the 18th, and I'm the 20th. Um, so I'll be feeling that, and I've tapped into uh, Libra energy for sure. Matter of fact, my uh, uh, anyways, but yeah. So I, I've pulled energy from. Um, that and I don't know I just wanted to get on here and kind of like have this conversation I really want to bring it to my Instagram live I just get super like weirded out with being on camera and talking and like seeing comments come in or whatever because then I get distracted and nervous but um I prefer to do it this way but uh, I really feel like the merit this Magdalene manuscript can be something for the people because mm-hmm. we need to have this collective talk and it has to be healing between melanated men and women in particular because mm-hmm. our relationship has been so tarnished from everything that we've gone through down to slavery 
where we're trying to heal. And in order to heal, things have to be revealed. And mm -hmm. what has to be revealed is honesty. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Is this what you need or you don't need? We don't need back then. You know what I'm saying? Like in the 50s, shit, 60s, 70s, all of them times, I feel like relationships were used for survival because you mm -hmm. know there it was very pressing at that time yeah. and you know it was families and stuff like that so it's but like okay days, we need different. each other it's very different because you have people deciding to have kids to not have kids right you got people full-fledged deciding we in a relationship and we as a couple don't want to have kids right or we as a couple you know what i'm saying don't want to get married um on paper like that you yeah. know I mean? like me personally i don't i can't say that i want to go get the piece of paper and have the ring that shows to the state that i'm married i personally want to have a sacred union and jump the broom the way the slaves did when we weren't even allowed to get married mm -hmm. i want something that is um more symbolic and more meaningful like yeah damn y'all jumped the, yeah y'all jumped the broom and it ain't even on paper so y'all deciding to be united without paper Cause I feel like in this day and age, there are people that they get married and once they got that paper, then they feel like this other person is now their property or a possession. Mm -hmm. And that's not what it's supposed to be. Right. So in other words, this shit optional and these, uh, the, this higher, uh, level that we're ascending to. So, um, there's no choice and no reason for you not to be transparent and honest about what it is that you want what you into and how you can truly heal if you want you know and then also coming down to it as well i do feel like when you think about soulmate and twin flame relationships i feel like if you truly really meet your soulmate then you probably don't have the desire to just be with anybody else either you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying but like sometimes you don't meet your soulmate in this lifetime yeah. type shit sometimes so situations like, are karmic yeah karmic so. ties and soul ties and a lot of times you are with a person um to handle a karmic debt from a previous reincarnation right it don't got nothing to do with y'all meant to be together forever mm. it don't got nothing to do with you being then you thinking you love them right. sometimes it's just some karmic debt you, you gotta pay that's what my abusive relationship was i truly mm -hmm. wholeheartedly knew that but um, I don't yeah. know who I was before this. Before or now, I don't know who I was. But whoever it was, however many times I came back, I had a lot of karmic debt because the my most meaningful relationships were very long and very traumatic. Each one of them felt like a decade mm -hmm. each, and I felt like it was because I had a lot of karmic dorm, uh karmic debt that I had to take care of. Mm -hmm. And now that I've taken care of it, I feel like I'm now to a point where I have found my twin flame where we are able to ascend in a very different way. Mm. That's beautiful. Yes, y'all. So I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. This is probably one of my top ones. Um, and it wasn't that long. So you guys let me know what y'all think. I'm going to, you know, post it on Instagram and things like that. And again, if y'all have any topics that y'all want me to cover, feel free to send me a message on here or whatever. Yes, um, if you want to get a chakra reading, um, go ahead and let them know your Instagram. Um, my Instagram is the Creative Goddess. You can also find it on um, Creative Risings. I do chakra readings and I also do um, Creative Rising workshops, which incorporate sacred movement and uh, guided chakra meditations and on top of the chakra reading that you get as well. Go off, sis. And of course, y'all know. I do them uh, motherfucking uh, astrology and tarot readings. Um <laughs> so yeah if you guys are interested just let me know and thank y'all for tuning in